This is episode 219 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion. I've been granted the rank of Master Morales. And today, I'm joined by Marcel, no content, Manzano. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to fill the time with today. Uh, my fellow master. <laughs> Will Silent Film Interviews Hagwood. You're muted. Oh, I get it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dummy. <laughs> oh, hook, line, and sinker, Will. You got him. Got him so hard. Oh, it was great. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all the work Zoom meetings. It's, it's just yeah. like I'm in the habit of, of just every two seconds, you're muted. You're muted. Oh, that was great. That was great. Well, as for announcements, um, I am super excited to announce the fact that Gold Squadron Paint Wars number one is real, and the first episode comes out, if you're listening to my voice live, tomorrow, and if you're watching the po- or you're listening to the podcast or watching on the day of release, that's, to- that's today, okay? July 27th, 2021. Episode 1, title, Into the Unknown. If you don't know what Paint Wars is, quick synopsis. You got three painters. They all have the same ship and the same prompt. Dion, what's the prompt? Into the Unknown is the prompt, okay? So you guys will know the prompts right off the bat because that's the name of the episode titles uh but you won't know the ship until you watch the uh until you watch the episode uh i'm super excited and here we if you remember during our live stream for dagobah we gave away the three ships in this episode and i will tell you they are beautiful they are beautiful all right, I'm a little I'm a little sad that we already gave them away before people got to, si- to see them, but it was for charity. So it's all right. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. But don't miss it. It's gonna be it's set up as a YouTube premiere. So what what that means is that if uh, like right now you can go to the page right now. I'll actually show it to you. Give me two seconds. I'll pull it up. I hadn't anticipated doing this. I've posted this all over Facebook and. And uh, it's on Instagram as well. But if you go to our YouTube channel, there is this right here. And if you guys type in there, like this is this is a live chat. Hello. Okay. All right. And we'll be able to talk to each other during the uh, during the episode. Uh, and you can click here. Where it says reminders, I have mine on. All right, you can go ahead if you want to give a like even before you, if, even before we've started, just to kind of get that YouTube algorithm going. It would be great. Uh, but looking forward to and very excited about this first episode of Paint Wars. If you want the link, I'm going to go ahead and put it in our Twitch chat right now so that you have it. Okay. That's that. So super excited about uh, Into the Unknown. It's oh, it's good. It's good. I will tell you guys, it is uh, – never mind. 
you guys will enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. It is one of our uh, longer episodes. You know, it's it's kind of like I was when planning the episodes, guys. I was like looking at the Mandalorian. Is like, all right, cool. Like there are definitely some episodes that are going to be shorter, just because that's how they worked out, and that's the editing says it has to be shorter. Uh, and this one's a little bit longer. We'll give you a little bit more meat on the first one, but every other episode is going to leave you wanting just a little bit more, which is the point, right? So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I'm super excited about it. Hit those reminders. It is the pi- it's not even a pilot. You can't call it a pilot because it's already been greenlit. It's episode one. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so super excited about that. Um, also, over the last weekend, if uh, we have already alluded to it a little bit, we had the Lone Star Open that was uh, streamed by Gold Squadron, but was the the bulk of the work was put on by William Hagwood. We need to give him a round of applause for getting on airplanes and driving across states and getting getting the equipment and the people together and all the things that you got to do to put on a live stream. So, uh, Will, this is my public thank you thank you well, for I all would, your work i would return that favor uh, i got two big shout outs first one uh, to tim hilton uh one of uh, uh the best and most generous people in uh the, the x-wing community used to run the top x-wing players back in first edition um but he was uh ver- knowledgeable and uh, helped me out a lot, especially the first day, getting everything set up. Uh, then uh, I, my second shout out, and I uh, said this publicly, was uh, Brent Wong. Mm-hmm. Definitely the deciding factor of why we could commit to uh, going down to Texas, Brent Wong. Uh, just an absolute, um, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, excellent uh, tournament organizer. Everything ran as smooth as it could and really helped out the stream. Uh, anytime I needed anything, um, whether it was faction breakdowns or uh, uh, allowing the stream an extra round or two or minute or two um, because of the shuffling. And yeah, basically anything I um, requested, Brent was on it. Uh, so, and uh, beyond that, he just did a great job um running the whole event and i don't think anybody else could have um pulled it off other than brent so big big shout out to him yeah brent brenda does great work and uh you know shot he's the first first one to do a big in-person event so uh you know we got we got we got a follow suit from then and then our last kind of bit of announcements that we're going to start breaking into some of this stuff is uh, AMG, Atomic Mass Games, released the release date for Fury of the First Order and the suspected double Y-Wing pack. All right. It is here, the BTA NR2 Y-Wing uh, pack. There's two in there. And that's releasing September 24th. Probably, and I'm going to put that probably in there for a reason that we'll talk about in a little bit. There's a bit of controversy around this box. Mmm, missing lines. Honestly, I don't think it's going to delay it, but we got to pretend like it's going to. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, this, it's, a, it's a clickbait, right? It's a clickbait. 
Um, but yeah, our, our episode today is brought to you by our GSP Prasons patrons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of the largest group of supporters here that GSP has. Patrons have access to patron-only channels on our Discord, and depending on what level you are, you get sent out quarterly gifts the current gifts are right now are actually getting wrapped up on my table you know that we had talked about the fact that i was finishing up my master's degree i will tell you that i am mentally burnt okay i i to a crisp right now but i was i look at x-wing and you know while it is a lot of work being able to just hang out with you guys is rejuvenating and i'm starting to feel starting to feel good right now this is this is nice so we did start packing up the patreon stuff that that's ships out in july normally would have shipped shipped out in that first week but again was wrapping up my masters thank you for your page your patience but our next set is shadow squadron so looking forward to sending that out to you guys and if you want to go to patreon.com slash gold squadron you can become a patron today all right guys we're gonna jump into the spoilers because i know people love looking to the future so let's go ahead and look to the future what do we have coming what's on the docket and we're gonna start with the fury of the first order all right, Fury of the First Order, we've talked about it. It kind of got leaked a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. You're going to get two FO Bombers and one TIE Whisper. There's some more pictures of them. And this is where I want to start, okay? Looking at this picture. Um, if you hadn't noticed, the TIE Whisper base is actually missing the, uh, the triangles the X for the arcs. So it is a bullseye. It has a, a bullseye arc natively, but it's missing the X in order to be able to determine if something's in the, the, the left arc, right arc, front arc, or back arc, right? That, that section of the ship. So uh, we're going to have to wait on an official ruling from AMG, though I will say this isn't detrimental in any way, shape, or form. You can just proxy a base with a similar initiative and you'll be fine. Like, I know that it'll be a little janky, but that's really the easiest solution, in my opinion, versus doing something like like trying to draw them yourself. Just use another base. I'm going to leave it at that, but uh, that's. I wanted to make sure we had this picture in there so that you can see it. If you hadn't noticed... And now you know. Don't be surprised when you open up that tie whisper box. Maybe they'll they'll do what they did. You remember? Was it the torrents where they had they like slipped in an extra dial? Was it something like that? Yeah, the the torrents and the sea rock had like uh, yeah an extra dial. Like the part that was wrong slipped back into them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, so we will end up end up seeing what ends up happening, but. Uh, yeah, we're missing that on the, the the base, and it needs to be there. It's a integral part of the game. And I will tell you, as somebody who does graphic design and all that, it's very easy to do. Somebody turned off a layer and forgot to turn it back on. That's what happened there. <laughs> all righty. So let's uh, let's keep on going. We're gonna focus on the tie. The, sorry, the tie. Uh, the bombers. The fo bombers first. I want to say that model is sick. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Let's start by talking about that dial. What do we got there, Will? Right. Uh, let's take a look at the dial. So uh, the main thing of note is the blue maneuvers. I think is what draws my attention first um, because they are only one forward, two forward, and three forward. Uh, so this thing's going to have... Unless there's some upgrade or something uh, that comes out with it, uh, it's going to have a hard time clearing the stress. 
Uh, beyond that, uh, does have uh, red hard ones, some one banks that are white. Uh, all the twos, two hard, two bank, they're white. All the threes, three hard, three bank, they're also white. Uh, then has uh, three sloops as it's only 180 degree maneuver and then a four forward as well. Uh, they did announce the upgrade slots for the first order cadet, uh, which is, I believe, the I-3 according to the bases on the, the previous picture. Um, that would have a talent, tech, torpedo, missile, gunner, bomber. Oh, they have a picture of it. Yep, the I-3. Perfect. Uh, then, uh, yeah, a gunner, bomb, and uh, the uh, modification slot. So, uh, pretty standard upgrades there, except for the missing second missile. So, no diamond borons and no barrage rockets could be equipped to it. Or, I guess, what's, what's the other one? Um... The HMP ones, multi barrage or multi multi pod missiles. Multi, yeah, multi exactly. pod. Yeah, so nobody flies those anyways. But yeah, can't can't equip them regardless. So that that's of note of how it's different than like previous tie bombers is the missing missile slot. Now, Mar Marcel, my my volleyball up to you here is why does it say only upgrade slots for first order cadet? <clears throat> well, because there might be other things with other slots, but. Um, the uh, I mean the EPT is the elite pilot talent is probably the most common one to drop on either certain pilots or the um, initiative one or two generic whatever the lowest generic is mm -hmm. but it also opens up the possibility just like um, you know like the like the 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 bombers the techno bombers whatever they are they, the, the hyenas and the thing. hyenas yeah yeah, the hyenas have, depending on the ship and depending on their ability for balancing reasons or just to get some, some fun shenanigans in there that they might all, not all, but that certain of the, certain of them might have maybe like a crew carrier, which would be awesome. Uh, we, we need protector Gleb on some FO ships that, <laughs> that can benefit from it. Um, so, I mean, it, it opens up some, some additional things, maybe some additional bombs, multiple bombs. I don't know. Yeah, that, I guess I forgot to mention that. The, the single bomb slot as well is very interesting. Uh, so no bomblet, but also very limited uh, ordnance going to be able to be equipped to it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm really curious about that. I'm curious to see how it ends up shifting around because I'm, I'm hoping it's similar to the Hyena where they have some pretty drastic changes. Um, and even the HMP, right? Because those were kind of in, in that same right. – uh, the HMP was, was part, of, part of the last release. And that was that was a what, – what's the word I'm looking for? Give me a second. Des a design space that was explored, taking a single mm -hmm. chassis and giving it different, different slots. So I'm hoping that it's more than just the EPT falling off uh, or, or on, depending on the pilot. But uh, we will end up seeing now – Let's go ahead and see the pilots that we have. We have this first order cadet. What are our actions looking like, Marcel? One second. So our actions on the ship, we no, got. I got it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. So we've got uh, the focus, uh, the target lock. Um, and that's also on the same one, right? Yeah, on the initiative three one, the, the cadet. So we've got focus, target lock, barrel roll to red target lock. 
red boost um and then reinforce to evade i actually like that one a lot reinforce to evade because uh, not reload reload, sorry, reload, reload yeah reload no. if it was uh, reinforced that'd be really really good <laughs> <laughs> reinforce evade. too yeah, good um yeah reload to evade i like that a lot uh but i, I wonder so it also has um an elite pilot talent so i i mean it's expensive but with the brie gambit you can you can essentially white um white reload to white evade right so but that's interesting I, I don't know how good it is but at least you know it gives you that 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 white evade and you had six all with the evade action um nice and then we also have the Pursuit Thrusters ship ability, which will kind of going back to your dial that I was thinking here is those blue maneuvers. I think this is the reason why they kept it to the only one, two and three straight uh, Pursuit Thrusters says during the system phase, you may perform a boost action. So that is, you know, before everybody moves, you get a little boosty boost, can move in any direction, left, right, or straight. Uh, and then, of course, you have your maneuver after that. Now, guys, what, what do you think about this? This is a, another pre, this is another system phase movement ability. Um, is So when we saw it first for the, the Jedi, right? We maybe thought it was going to be something a little special. Looks like maybe everybody's going to get a little bit of a taste of some uh, system phase repositioning. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think this is even better because for starters, you can throw engine upgrade to turn that red into white, so that uh, because of the, because their blue maneuvers are so limited, you can just add it. Uh, I believe it should only be like a well, two. Let me let me oh, let me stop and clarify that. Because yeah. the Pursuit Thrusters doesn't say red boost, that is it's a white. white boost in system. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So you can yeah. white boost. Uh, I thought it was just a boost action, and it would be the action on it would, your... It would nope. have to say something like, perform the boost action on is your that action Is because bar. of that clarification they did in the FAQs? Just right. I'm exactly. sure they had some, some information ahead of uh, us, the public. Yeah, so with this, again, um, looking at... Uh, things like proxy mines and things like that, mm -hmm. where if you bump somebody, you don't, you know, with the bombardment drones, for example, you want to avoid that front arc because um, that front range one, because you're, they're dropping the bomb in front of you. Uh, this essentially gives you the same flexibility that, okay, as mm -hmm. long as if I throw in there and I bump you, a one boost in either direction usually is enough to clear a small base uh, ship. It's usually like one point something the distance. And then dropping that proximity mine in the back, that's going to be super, uh, super good. You can, um, yeah, I think that's, that's possible. Well, uh, you also yeah. like thermal detonator, like drop a bomb here and then move and then drop another bomb. And now it gives you. No, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't, no, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. You can only do, you, that when you do the thermals, they have to be both in a row. Okay. So you could, you would have to move and then drop them both. Yeah, right. that, that oh, still gives you a lot of range. Or a lot drop of them both. Right, exactly. Then or boost. drop them both and boost. Like you have, but, yeah, you tons have of that flexibility of, of where to put them. But I like the proxy mines a lot. Or uh, if clusters were cheaper clusters, but proxy mines are really good for this. Um, even thermals, not thermals. What what are they? Um, the ones that Connor I asked you. Connor nets. Thank you. Yeah, even the Connor nets would be amazing. 
Yeah, and I think that the they release that this is generic is going to have a talent. Yeah. Um, that you could put uh, uh, engine upgrade and daredevil in your talent slot Ooh. to be able to hard turn boost in the system phase, uh, which is going to give you an extreme amount of uh, bomb dropping positions you could do them. The first order bomb faction? What? What? Yeah, right. Wow. Oh, and skilled bombardier. <laughs> yeah, you go engine upgrade. Because I think you need engine upgrade to equip Daredevil in the first place. Yeah. But then, yeah, engine upgrade, Daredevil, skilled bombardier. Like, you can put that proxy mine wherever you want. It's going to make Iman look sad <laughs> about all the positions you okay. can put it. So you can do the hard one turn with as a white? Is that the way it works? Because it's white in the Pursuit Thrusters, you can daredevil that then, correct. But the boost okay. itself would end up being red. Red. It would yeah. create red. Right. So you'd have to, like, clear your stress or something like that. Or yeah, just I mean, accept it, it. Yeah, but imagine it's it's essentially advanced sensors. Um, I mean, not yeah. advanced sensors, but it's uh, uh, yeah, you can end up being anywhere you want to be. Uh-huh. No, that's going to be super good. I mean, it's advanced sensors if you're the f- first ship to move that round anyways. Right? Yep. Yeah, and and I know one thing that people, some people are getting hung up on is like, wait, a cadet can do this? No, let, let, me, let me get your head cannon straight, okay? All right, this is how I look at it. This is a first order cadet, but you got to remember, the first order, like, stole children and trained them from a young age. Sound familiar? But anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so like these cadets are not like some scrubs coming off the street and like, All right, I'm here to join the Imperial Navy. No, this is these are like they have been trained from birth to be soldiers. So you got to expect these cadets to be a little bit better than Imperial cadets. So I kind of, that's how I kind of um, headcanon this elite cadet. Hopefully that helps sum you all out. Um, as for the ship stats, which we didn't, we didn't quite get to yet, we have two attack dice, two agility, four hull, and two shields right there. All right. I got to go back and take a look at, uh, at our predictions to see how close we were at when, uh, when we did this. But, uh, yeah, that is the first order cadet and just the base stats for, uh, for that ship. We do have one of the name pilot spoiled initiative two, the hateful hailer or harrier the hateful harrier while a friendly bomb or mine at range zero to two detonates each time attack dice are rolled to resolve its effect you may re-roll up to one of those dice hmm all right Oh, so those proxy mines are looking even worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Count yeah. Dooku. Uh, yeah. Auto crit. <laughs> no, not anymore. Let's no, you're just re-roll it, baby. You're fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I guess that's gonna end up being the, that game, right? Where it's because you can. Could you Dooku the second roll? Could you do that? Well, you would Dooku, and then Grudge would tell you to re-roll it. You'd say Dooku blank. And mm-hmm. Grudge would be like, nah, I don't think so. Why don't you re-roll that? <laughs> um, I, my suspicion is that Grudge drops the uh, the talent 
for probably another bomb slot. I so I, I agree. Yes. A couple other options there. That's speculation. But, I mean, if his ability is about dropping bombs, I feel like he should have the double bomb slot. Uh, so at least he can re-get uh, Bomblet Generator, which is a bomb that re-rolls. Yep. And that or, is... Or that rolls dice. And that is, of course, friendly bomb. So uh, Grudge, Grudge himself, what he's looking at is he can be a little bit more risky with those bomb droppings and, and probably um, take less damage than you normally would, right? Mm-hmm. All righty. And so that's, that's the ability there. Uh, Yoda Taco says skilled bombardier might be actually worth it on this bomber just in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Just being able to have more flexibility seems super solid. We also, with today's uh, preview, got this elite, this uh, talent card. Remember, anybody who's just second edition and, and didn't never played first, we call these elite pilot talents. They strip that and just call it talent. So if we say EPT, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about those talent slot cards. What do we got here, Will? All right, this is a feedback ping, uh, which I thought was a Sith holocron thing that Ray connected in or whatever Kylo did, but uh, different feedback ping. Uh, this is a talent slot that looks for ties with reload, uh, which I think includes bombers and punishers in addition to this. I can't think of another tie that has reload. Can you guess? Um, this one. Yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah, the first <laughs> order one. But I can't think of another one. So. The tie, uh, whoa, whoa, what, with the tie bomber? Does the tie bomber have it? Yeah, Bomber's got a red reload. Punisher has a white reload. But Punisher doesn't have pilot talents. Right. Oh, okay. So this would work for Gammas and the named pilots. Interesting. Uh, okay, so it says, after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it is at range 0 to 1 of a friendly device, you may acquire a lock on that ship ignoring range restrictions uh so you drop a proxy mine uh with you know you white boost drop a proxy mine and then you do the three sloop somebody comes in hits your proxy mine uh, and you're like you just executed a maneuver and i'm going to acquire a lock on you ignoring range restrictions and then the proxy mine ends up going off them even if it doesn't go off they just have to right. be at range zero to one of it that on a proxy mine or even on cluster bombs a cluster mine that's a lot like of that area is, that is a huge oh, a cluster mine. Auto. Yeah. yeah if you put a cluster mine even though it's only one that is a huge bubble of anybody who gets into this section uh will get uh, my ship will get a free target lock on you this is not a unique card which means you can spam mm -hmm. all the cadets with this and just you know tact tactically put bombs in the center of the board you know clusters or proxies and sure. you're using that for both area denial but also for free target lock so you just start off at the edge of the range one uh do the um the three sloops drop the bombs at first turn to block off the corners to get you know to kind of funnel people in and then, um, yeah, and then just kind of hang back, get your free locks, and throw your, your ordinance. So, 
so I do want to just clarify one thing because I my mind went to sensor buoys with this as well, um, but uh, the rules in um, the document defines devices as objects that exist in play and are represented by cardboard markers. Um, I guess it'd be more specific, but I guess my, my question to you, everybody is, is are remotes devices? No, it's a, it no. says obstacles are not. No, that is a separate thing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're completely right different. Yeah, but how okay. about not sensor buoys, but... Oh, because uh, remotes have stats is right. essentially the difference, right? Exactly. Ah, okay. So sensor buoys does not work. Has to be bombs of some sort. But essentially, like, if you have reload, and if you can get it set up fast enough, i.e. these FO bombers with this pre-system, the system phase boosting, you could set up your own sensor buoy system out there that can't be shot that's the difference here right is mm -hmm. like the sensor buoys can't be taken out you got people uh, you know putting it in the gas cloud and all that uh but it's still shootable this is one of those things where unless they have something like the resistance r2d2 crew or it's not i mean uh the astromech that's the only way i know how to disable a bomb in the game or you having them land on it so if you can get a ship out yeah. there just like dropping some bombs and reloading out there, all of a sudden, you have all these target lock options out there. Now, I'm taking that to an extreme, yeah. but, but that, you, that's the flexibility. Even, even with R2-D2, you still get the lock because of the timing window. Yeah. R2-D2 says after activation, this is after you complete a maneuver. So that's even before you action, like, boost away unless you're using fine-tune. And then, you, can, you know, depending on, on who took initiative, you might be able to fine-tune away from it. But um, but yeah, the, because R two D two would happen after activation, after you fully activate, including any any repositioning and things like that. Um, so super super good. Like, and can you you can reload proxy mines, right? No, the charges so, cannot be recovered. So basically, in this particular case, like you would either be dropping. I think clusters would, would be great. Like I said, just start yeah. off loop, cover the the edges, and then just make the opponent go through the rocks in the center or get free locks and try to go there. I mean, you could you could even save them to try to drop them on people. And, like, best-case scenario, they hit all your cluster mines. Worst-case scenario, they don't, and you just get free locks the rest of the game. Uh, real yeah. quick, we, we do have – we have been corrected by the chat. Thank you, chat. Um, apparently, in the rules reference, there is a there is a line that says remotes are devices that have initiative, mm -hmm. agility, hull upgrade, or hull values. Except there's a whole sentence there after that. So yeah. possibly now now I will I will say this: we know notoriously FFG, and now we we can't put it on AMG yet. Maybe soon. Um, Their wording hasn't always been great on things. So it, you're right. As of right now, rules is written with that sentence. That now I, I'm, I'm back on team. Yeah. Yes, sensor I, buoys I did, do work. I, I did double check, and they under sensor buoy, it describes it as types, device, comma, remote. 
Okay. So it should work. So that means it's it should work. really good. Okay. So four point sensor buoy because usually yeah. sensor buoy gives you, gives the ship that has it. Everybody now. The entire squad. Yeah. So you get like oh, wow. one sensor buoy on like a side shuttle, and then feedback pings and everybody else. Boys. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. All right. Well, there you go. It does work. The combo wombo. Watch out. Feedback ping spam coming your way. I have to imagine this is going to be expensive, though. Three to four points. I don't know. The way they, you, the way things have been introduced with Zam at four points, when we know that should probably be a 10, 12 point cost. Uh, hopeful, uh, disciplined, and cutthroat all coming in at one. So I think history has shown that um, new new releases are typically undercosted and bumped up. I mean, because the other way around. Because I'm imagining, um, like uh, in Imperial, going away from first order for a second, Imperials have the ability to launch a bomb with a Punisher, and then TIE Bombers could all have feedback ping to pick up locks. Yeah. So you wouldn't have well, they would take I, all I like the that. setup out of that. I like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. then who? <laughs> <laughs> right, don't you know? Don't you, Jen? Joust me, joust my Punisher and bombers, please. <laughs> Everything will be fine, I promise. That is hilarious. Okay, <laughs> love it. All right, so that's uh, that's feedback ping. Loving that. And remember, it does need to be a tie, and does need to have the reload, the reload action. So now we're going to hit the tie whisper. We already mentioned the fact that it is missing the X on the base that divides the four quadrants on the base. We'll find out from AMG how is it that they want to proceed from there. If we hear anything before it's public, we'll let you know. We'll start with the uh, with just kind of the base stats that we were able to get here. Marcel, uh, what are what are the actions that we have? Let's start there. Ooh, it says my battery is running low. So uh, it's the focus to rotate. And I'm trying to understand why my battery is running low. It is the evade. Actually, everything is white. So no red, no red actions, actions whatsoever. whatsoever. Uh, so focus to rotate, evade, target lock, barrel roll to rotate, and then boost to rotate. So it has all the repositionings you can think of. And then on top of that, um, the the linked actions, and it is uh, I, I I really like that. Um, I know you're gonna go over it in a little bit, but mm -hmm. the ability to rotate and still have a three die uh, bullseye is just is just uh, pretty crazy. I mean, it's essentially a um, an ETA with the ability to take that and and you know still put it in the back. So, pretty crazy. All right, and what about our stats, Will? All right, our stats, uh, We so we have a three dice bullseye, um, similar to the Ada or uh, Nantex. Um, also similar to the Nantex, we have, in addition, a two dice turret, uh, two agility, three hull and two shields. Uh, they also have the ship ability um, that I believe is word for word, the SF, the heavy weapon turret. 
Uh, you can rotate your turret indicator only to your front or back arcs, and you must treat the front arc requirement of your equipped missiles as turret. Uh, so you can be, you can shoot your missiles out the back, um, and you can't have your arc to the back and try to shoot a front arc missile uh, than out the front. Proton rocket, I guess, would still work because it's bullseye only, and you don't have a bullseye in your rear. Uh, but here we got three dice primary, so probably won't see too many rockets on these guys. All right, so there is, uh, there's your base. Um, Ty Whisper, you see here, they did show off that Initiative 4, 709th Legion Ace. That's a, it is a cool-looking ship. I like the background art in this one. You see he just wrecked a B-wing, uh, just wrecked a, a B-wing there. Uh, we did get, I'm not sure where this picture comes from, just like mysteriously appeared online somewhere. We have this Kylo Ren uh, picture. So we got an ability. Before an enemy ship in your bullseye is dealt a face-down damage card, you may spend one force. If you do, that damage card is dealt face up. Now, do notice something else here. Kylo Ren doesn't have two force. He's got three. That seems pretty good, guys. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, more force is always better. Like. <laughs> now, I guess yeah. the, the downside is that he does have only two agility, right? I guess that's the maybe, maybe the difference agility. there. Base, Base it's not gonna, agility. It's not gonna, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. It's not going to stay yeah. at two agility. This ship will be a problem, and especially Kylo will be a problem. And by the way, that is a damage, so that means that um, a bomb turns to a crit damage uh, from a, anything turns to a crit so as long as um as the damage comes in so in. it's like concussion bomb that does put a face down damage card if they take the strain <laughs> you just flip it up anyways be like uh, be like well you better take the strain because i'm gonna flip it up regardless that is hilarious and yes the um the subtitle on this Kylo Ren, by the way, is Supreme Leader of the First Order. Okay? We, we had a feeling. We're pretty sure that's what that was going to be. Now, I want to take a pause. A quick pause right here. Time out. Um, we got Kylo Ren in, in a TIE Whisper, different ship, which is cool, and has three force, right? So we move into the... Um, you know the 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 finale of the of the prequel and then the prequel the sequel trilogy of uh, the rise mm -hmm. of skywalker are we going to end up seeing ray with three force in something at some point ooh i mean little, if you've seen the movie little, little speculation movie, she could have four she could have four <laughs> five six have you seen that movie infinite <laughs> just, just, just basically have Yoda attached and say, "Okay, toss us." Well, see, there, there's something we've never seen before: is that someone with like two Force, but two recurring per round. Mm. Could be interesting. Little design okay. space for Ray there. Yeah. All right. The, um, did she fly anything? Uh, she she flew an this and Luke's <laughs> X-wing, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe another another guys. 
AMG, we need another Falcon. Let's go. One more <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> yeah, Poe flew the Falcon, didn't he, in the yeah. last movie? That's right. That's right. We could get more pilots. I, 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 I've got like six Falcon models. I don't need another one. <laughs> now they're, they're looking at our wallets they and they're saying, it's time to man. intercept. I need to, every time they get a new dish, I need a new Falcon model. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Lando flew the Falcon as well in the yeah, final Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we so. need, we need, like, I was, when the, when the, uh, what is it, Rise of the Resistance? Uh, Her Heralds of Hope. When the Heralds, Heralds of, Hope. of Hope box came out, I thought it was going to be a, have a Falcon in it. And when it didn't, I was like, all right, Resistance Falcon incoming. You know what's going to happen. You can't stop them. They're looking in our eyes and saying, you, we know you'll buy it. We know mm -hmm. you will, especially if there's cards in there that other, there's no other way to get it. So, Hard pack. I mean, that's pack. what we want. Right. But let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. It ain't going to happen. All right. We, you know, we might have enough Falcons to decorate a Christmas tree when it comes to <laughs> holidays. All right? It would be beautiful. Be <laughs> now, question because um we know how the movie ended yup does that at all open up the space for kylo to use light side force mm. no because this is the supreme leader though they we, would have to spoiler alert for a movie that came out two years ago uh <laughs> they they would have to do like a ben solo card yeah to have, have them have uh, light side force i think ben ben solo in a tie fighter we saw that that happened that's true mm -hmm. all righty let's keep the party going here I said, let's keep the party going here, computer. There it is. And this is uh, what you maybe were, uh, were talking about, Marcel. Oh, he's, he's crying already. He knows. You can feel it. We got enhanced jamming suite. While you jam, you can choose yourself or another friendly ship. Okay, let's put a period there. And let's also say the following. This card gives the ship the following actions. Focus to jam roll into jam, boost into jam, or just jam, okay? So while you jam, you can jam yourself or another friendly ship. While you defend, if the attacker has no green tokens and there is a jammed ship in the attack arc, you may roll one additional defense die. Now, why, how is this good? This sounds so complicated. I don't understand. Oh, I, I honestly hope wow. that they do something to either take away the uh, mod slot, or, I mean the, the configuration or the tech slot from Kylo because this on a ship with force, uh, basically you're repositioning. I'm going to boost. I'm going to jam you. Now I got three agility. You've got nothing, and I'm going to attack you, attack and defend with three force uh, behind, you know, behind me. Uh, well, it's called variable pricing. You just make it ex more expensive for Kylo than it's still other like, people. Uh, I mean, this is just... I, I, th I think this has the potential to be as oppressive, uh, depending on cost, as ensnare. And There's a bunch of people looking at you saying no. People saying no. Hmm. No as in what? Well, like no, I don't know. I, I think, I think yeah, maybe... I think, this is, I think this is ensnare level uh, problem. Like, Imagine having a bunch of ensnare ships. This, this, but this is even worse because 
ensnare is countered by medium and large base ships this is this is oh, probably okay. only countered by other ships with force like by jedi and stuff like that because they'll have Got it. other things yeah, and they, they changed the jam rules to be range two and bullseye as well. Yeah. So if you are trying to line up that uh, three dice bullseye on these whispers, uh, you get a little extra room for your jam. Well, yeah. I mean, you could always just ionize the ship, Marcel. Uh, it can only take focus actions. Ionize? Yeah, prevent that jam. Oh, okay. All right, Dace, you're, you're back in business. Dace! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, you know, it is definitely an interesting uh, interesting place. Notice that it does take – it is a configuration and does take up the tech slot. So what this does take away is, you know, any any shenanigans. Or prime thrusters. Yeah. I think it would be the ones you'd be looking for on an ace, like, platform like this. Mm -hmm. So if you I had some – I think the worst part of it is that it's all white. Uh, linked actions. I, I don't like white linked actions. It's well, we, I don't, do you uh, go ahead. Did you find a dial for this ship? I know uh, we I talked did, about, I did not like there, there was one very blurry picture and I did not want to okay. hurt myself looking at this very blurry, blurry <laughs> my, my picture. My assumption would be then with all of the, the white rotate, and the white jams for the configuration, it might not have the the extra blue maneuvers you normally see on this kind of interceptor ace style ship. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, because then then that would at least give it a weakness of stress. Right. right. You know, I mean, it's a turret, so like, you know, you so don't really maybe. have to K turn as much. But uh, I don't know. Like I said. I'm 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 honestly concerned about the impact that this card don't have. But we've seen even uh, in this uh, last uh, weekend, you guys had uh, William. You had that one um, person flying Dengar with a bunch of false transponders. Oh yeah, Slam Jam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Yep. So you can see just how oppressive a bunch of jams can be. And then if you you get the uh, the ability to basically take your own action and jam jam someone every single turn, I mean chopper, ten points. Chopper is ten points for a reason, right? Eight, oh, yeah. ten points. You know, uh, chopper on um, on the republic. Ooh. Whoa! So, I, jamming it. Uh, jam it, is strong. It's ridiculously strong. And then, yeah, just it covered. I can't say that name. I see hoarded, uh, just galaxy bring to me supernatural off of Kylo. Could be crazy. Do my mic get out? Can you guys hear me? You're good. You're good. You're just for a oh, second. Okay. <laughs> I heard a ping, um, but that would be so you can't double jam. Or you can't take the same jam action twice in a round, but you could be jamming people in. Um, or basically before you move, which would be crazy. Wow. All righty. Well, there is the enhanced jamming suite. We also got the back, uh, a picture of the back of the box here. We got uh, some interesting things here. You can see a uh, a Kylo Ren, what looks like a Kylo Ren art from when he was on Mustafar Force. 
upgrades. We got some new force upgrades coming in. Uh, if you if you super enhance just a little bit more, you can see there's another named bomber in there. A couple of other cars. I mean, you can't really make out what any of this is, but we know that obviously we're getting some more new upgrades in the pack. Additionally, the other thing I wanted to talk about here is what in the world do you guys think this is? This is some... Is this a new bomb we're going to end up getting? Oh, the this like ion... Yeah. Uh, cloud uh, discharge, if you will. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it, I don't think it... Well, there's two options. It's either a bomb, like a proxy mine, or it's more like a debris cloud that could, or like a rigged cargo chute um, that it just like stays out on the battlefield. It's more of like an ion um, obstacle, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. We also see, now that you're pulling up this picture, um, a cloak token in this pack as well. And I don't think that uh, the bombers are gonna be the ones cloaking. Yeah, yeah. Ty whispers, they real quiet. <laughs> mm -hmm. So quiet. So watch out, there's some upgrade we haven't heard of. And here is another picture of that Ty whisper without the X on the on the on the base plate. I really do believe that they're not gonna be on any of the with Ty whispers. Uh, there was and, and and we don't here's here's the thing though can can i i don't want to throw amg under the bus i don't want to but but i think this was this could have been a possible amg mistake and this is my speculation if you remember there was a stream uh, this is a couple months ago where um maybe even longer than that where amg was talking about a bunch of other stuff and one of the developers let like let let loose through the lips that they were determining what the engine color for the tie whisper was correct you guys remember this sure i think this this happened during like a painting stream this happened something like that and i this is i would love if it was an amg mistake i would love for them to admit it because they are still learning the game right and they may have thought it's it has a bullseye it doesn't need the other ones it doesn't matter right that's prop. I could I could see that possible th thought thread. So uh, or somebody just forgot to turn on the layer. That's the possibility too. But if it was purposely left off because of a misunderstanding in the game, that's a possibility too. Well, and it, whatever it is, I hope that they just kind of own it and we got we just figure out what we got to do. Can I can I counter that? Counter uh, me. Pecking beard pointing out. Look right down at the bottom of this box. I don't see an AMG logo. You right. You're right. You know what? Max Brooks bamboozled on his way out. Said, figure it out, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, doubt, I, doubt, I doubt it's his fault. He just no. writes the cards, okay? He's not the graphic design person. But anywho. <laughs> All righty. Let's, uh, let's keep it rolling here. This is the one, the new one that dropped today, or was it yesterday? My time, my sense of time has not been very good in the last, like, two, three weeks. So, uh, don't get, don't get it twisted, though. This, uh, this letter was somebody misreading the fancy, uh, font R on the box for an A. So, it is an NR2 Y-Wing, not an NA2 Y-Wing. 
But you see you get two uh, two resistance Y-Wings, one painted with red, one painted with blue. Here's another look at that. Mm, these, in fact, do have the X in the center. Fantastic legal ships. All righty. Now let's go ahead and talk about that stat line. What we got, Will? All right. I'm uh, looking at a new Republic Patrol. Uh, this is the Initiative 3. It's got a white focus, red lock, red barrel, and red boost uh, for its uh, number values here. It has intuitive, or sorry, <laughs> said one thing and started working on another. Uh, its stats are two primary out the front, one agility, four hull, and three shields. Uh, so it actually makes it a seven health then, uh, which is one less than the normal Y-Wings we've seen uh, throughout the other factions. Um, in addition to that, it does have the ship ability intuitive interface as you perform an action added to your action bar by talent illicit or modification upgrade you may perform a calculate action uh, so right off the bat uh, we're looking at replacement um, actions which would be like targeting computer uh, to make your target lock white uh, expert handling to get a white barrel or engine upgrade uh, for a white boost um, off the top of my head, Debris Gambit as well, um, as long as you arrange one of an asteroid to get a white evade, you could get a Calculate Action as well. Uh, there, uh, beyond Elicits, because there's a lot of Elicit Actions, is there anything I'm missing out of Talent or uh, Modifications? Uh, I think you most of them if but I, my guess is they're probably going to be some additional ones in the pack itself. Mm -hmm. sure of course um so whatever comes in the pack but definitely with a wide wing the, the, the one that comes to mind more than anything else is definitely the the, the targeting computer to get uh a double modded uh torpedo shot every time if mm -hmm. you're throwing torpedoes on there or even if you have a turret a double modded you know a double modded ion cannon shot or something like that. It's just, uh, it's, it'll, it'll be good. Um, definitely better than, I, th they're going to be more expensive because everything that to make this work requires that you add additional things. Yeah. It's not like the, um, they're definitely not going to be as good as the, um, as the Republic Y wings for, for the for like bomb dropping if you want to spam bomb drop you're not gonna be able to use it like that because the action bar is just completely worse but if you're using it as a carrier as a torpedo carrier or something like that uh or even just as a turret you know just using its 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 actual weapons instead of bombs um gonna be quite good quite quite good I'm just taking a second and looking through uh, the, the I, I'm sorting right now by talents, elicits, and modifications, seeing if there's anything else we missed. Um, cloaking device. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of elicits right. that do have uh, actions. Uh, Great cargo shoot does require medium base, mm -hmm. so can't do that. But yeah, 
Yeah, there's there's a couple ones. I think I think there's some possible future shenanigans built in there. And I think Marcel, you're right. We might get something uh, something else. Did we go over the action bar already? I think that's one thing we haven't done quite yes. yet. So yeah, we got, got got the action bar all red. Uh, all right, except so for that yeah, focus. The, what, what what do you think? Is this a function to get the price down? Is that why you think yeah, that's these, all red? I think these are going to be because uh, what twenty nine for the Republic uh, bomber. So I assume if they have a similar initiative, we are looking at the initiative three here, which is one more than uh, the the lowest Republic one. But I mean, do you? I I think though that uh, I might have recant my previous statement. I think that I would trade uh, the white target lock for red boost as like a wash does that make sense like i think that's an even trade on the y-wing i don't mm -hmm. know how the the one less health factors into that though mm -hmm. but you got to imagine uh sub 30 right I, I can't imagine this having a base cost more than 30 points yeah and yeah, I, would, I would hope also that they would have so if they have that red boost that just means that they have uh, hopefully a little bit more speed and at least give them uh another another straight maneuver that's blue just then traditionally i think traditionally they have the is it three forward blue on the on the rebel one so i'm gonna go ahead and take a take a no, quick peek just two no two just forward two. and yeah. one banks I, you know what that's what i want the three to be blue come on f ffg amg all right all of you all the letter all the letter combinations let's go watchful astromech this seems like a good card this is like a really good card. It is an astromech, and it is going to be able to be equipped on anything that can take an astromech. This means it's not faction locked whatsoever. It says, after you perform a reload, rotate... Ah, words right now. After you perform a reload or rotate action, if you are in an enemy ship's firing arc, you may perform a red calculate action that seems pretty solid yeah i mean it essentially gives you a linked action if you're getting shot right it's kind of the way i'm looking at it oh sure yeah it would be easy to get an enemy ship's firing arc like mm -hmm. it's not that hard yeah especially in the scrum if you're trying to rotate a lot as well I know a couple people in the in the in the chat are referring to a doc that's been floating around. Uh, the doc has been wrong a couple times already. One, namely, being the Thai uh, bomber's dial. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why I'm not referring to that as fact. I'm I'm just not going to trust it because the dial is like one of the most important things we need, and it's already been wrong. All right, so it's been corrected now because I have the right one, but right. initially it was wrong. So we're just going to leave it alone. <laughs> and that's why I'm so not referring to that what? dial. Other than Y wings, what have what has rotating and astromex? Uh, I know that the uh, jump master. The, not really, because the jump master's rota rotate is red, so you would not mm -hmm. be able to perform another red action because of it. But the uh, uh, what is it? Um, the scum ship that drops the bombs. Oh, I was going to say the Kimojila has reload a, a white reload and an astromex slot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it's nice, but to calculate on a one agility ship. The Skurd? Well, yeah, the yeah, Skurd, that's what I was talking about. The Skurd with oh, yeah. the title 
gives you the astromech, so then you can. That's true. So you can add it on on a skurg, and they, you know, the two named skurgs like to reload and like to probably rotate and have actions. Yeah. Um, uh, what about uh, X wings with underslung? They have a rotate action. Hmm. Nice, actually. After you perform an action, if you're... <sighs> it's a little goofy, sure. That's but... a little weird. That's a little weird. I'm just thinking it, like... It, it, it adds <laughs> rotate, though. I don't know what to tell you're you. Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those where I go like, but 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 what if you just had Tem and Wexley in your squad? You I get mean, the, yeah. You, you get, to get lot, it anyway. You can do a lot better things than that with it, sure. Right, but I guess it does give you possibly a um oh no no that's bad don't do it <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's good <laughs> wow all right and then this was the card the official spoiled card what do we got here Will all right this is the war time loadout this is a configuration and a modification. Uh, this one is a standardized upgrade as well. Uh, we saw that the uh, the Whisper configuration was not standardized, as a note. Um, now, the wartime loadout uh, reads, you gain a torpedo slot and one missile slot, uh, which could mean that the base model doesn't have a torpedo to begin with. Uh, for all, all of our predictions about proton torpedo, uh, get a free calculate with it. Um, and in addition to it, it does replace your ship ability that uh, the ability we were talking about, about getting calculate actions uh, with devastating barrage. While you perform a torpedo or missile attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, your crit results cannot be canceled sold by evade results so that's the almost the identical wording of auto blaster about uh, pushing through crits um, past evade results uh, before we deep dive too deep into that it does uh, have two other things uh, two plus shields which would get you up to nine and then a white lock and a white reload as well so i think this is the because they don't have a reload normally so if you are taking some sort of bombs or something um that you'd want to reload you'd have to take uh the wartime loadout to do so so what's your, what's your guys thoughts on uh the the that auto blaster style um bullseye mechanic uh, i wonder if they have natively um a missile or a torpedo slot natively without this. I'm I'm guessing that it does. Mm. And you, then this you adds, assume this it adds would. A, yeah, if it ha if it adds a second, like I can see this being super good with uh, bombard, uh, not bombard, barrage rockets and marksmanship. So barrage rockets and marksmanship. So you're basically just moving and, and focusing anyway. Uh, and whatever lands there, you see, you know barrage rockets are good. Um, and interesting. Uh, yeah, that way you're, you're pushing auto crits with your barrage rockets every time. Uh, and that's basically a range three auto blaster shot, essentially what it, what it becomes. Um, so he, 
Yeah. One of the things I worry about, though, is this is going to have a cost. It gives you two shields. Oh, right? yeah, this definitely has a big cost like, to it. It's, like it's going to cost it gives you, you two shields at one agility. That's three. That's six points if it's just the shields alone. Oh, yeah. That's six. So, I mean, I just I want I wonder how much of a value is it if it's if it's under costed, you know, if it's coming in at three points, let's be crazy. <laughs> three points. You go slap it on. Why would you not? Um, I think it's going to definitely obviously always it's cost dependent. Well, yeah. Uh, but looking at those two shields just makes me think that yeah. the, the additional cost there might end up robbing you of other things that your squad might end up needing. Yeah. Sure. Even just the marksmanship like this with a marksmanship. You got a ship with nine. You know, you, you don't need to roll more than two dice. You're just auto critting. Like, okay, uh, now now I'm in now I'm a Jedi. You know, the R seven droid one, the one that R the one the auto crit droid. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, yeah, there you two dice getting crit in, crit in, crit in, and two better than crack shots, better than than any of that. Just marksmanship, and anybody lands in your bullseye, sad. Yeah, there's a lot of options with torpedo and missile. I'm thinking about like cluster, right? If you can somehow get both of the targets um, cluster missiled in your bullseye. Um, plasma, if you can shoot a plasma torpedo it, uh, and with marksmanship or just roll a crit, just um, like boom, you lose two shields. Like mm -hmm. attack over, you're just down two shields now. I think one of the tricky things, though, is going to be so many tr so many ships in the game have uh, repositioning, and if you're if you're doing this at a low initiative, it's going to be difficult. I think if if you're if you're spamming Y wings, most people think low initiative. You're bringing four of them. You're going to have to have them try to have them at different angles or something like that. Um, I'm just curious to see how how effective people could be with this. Yeah. Players also, have gotten better with Bullseye for sure. Yeah. But it's still it's still gonna have to land. But I'll, I'll go, you know, a counter to that is, if you're for, if if you're forcing people to use their action to reposition out of a bullseye, you're taking an action away. Um, That's so, as a jam. That's yeah, true. I mean, you're making them either use a force if it's a Jedi to reposition, or you're making them prop. You know, you're you're forcing them to not be where they are. Uh, in order to avoid auto damage, and that's that that that's that's kind of big. I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of crack shot. It's not just can you land the crack shot. Is area denial is like you you're not going to be you don't want to be here, uh, and it forces the opponent to kind of fly in a way that that is you know ex extra defensive, more defensive than they normally would be. And again, with barrage rockets, that you don't have to worry about getting the locks. You just mm. opening it up and saying, "Okay, you know, if, if you end up here, you're, you're still going to get three dice in your face, no matter where you go." But now, if you're having to reposition to avoid a bullseye, now I'm still going to shoot you with three dice, but it'll be against your unmodded dice because mm -hmm. you're you're having to get out of the way. So, so it's it's it's, it's pretty strong. Good point. Good point. I like it. All right, so we'll see what what wartime loadout ends up doing. One thing I will say, this art makes me a little scared about it, though. Uh, you know, the wartime loadout, you're the one getting the missile and the and the torpedo. Why is the torpedo chasing the Y-Wing in this picture? I don't know. Uh, it's just a homing missile. It's just going to plink off a shield. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> no, those are the four dice. That's the four dice right there. That's four dice. Uh, I, I will <laughs> say this art reminds me of uh, old school Gold Squadron Y-Wing. 
And I, yeah. had, I was, when I first saw this, I double checked to make sure that the, the, um, what do I want to say? The, 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 the fuel fuselages. Yeah. 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 Um, if you, if you ever seen the first edition gold squadron, why wake where it's like, way the perspective is just way off on it. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's been the, uh, the spoilers for, for those and our thoughts on it. We're going to be moving on now to the Lone Star, Lone Star Open here. We're not going to break down the whole top 32. We're going to go ahead and just hit the top eight for today um, and just kind of take a look. And one of the things I want to note is, of course, who played, what did they play. But also, I want to take a look at uh, what – what are the words I'm trying to find here? What squads have we seen before? Which, how many of these are familiar? Because this is our first in-person event. How many new things did we see? And how many maybe variations on a theme that we've seen already? Again, this is just uh, just another way to kind of kind of look at it and analyze. Let's uh, let's take a look here. I'm trying to put this in a spot so that everybody can see in the squad here there we go that's pretty good all right so our winner of the event a texas local if i'm not mistaken right will uh uh baffle state and austin native austin native andrew local yep andrew uh bolduck brought grievous with treacherous impervium plating soulless one then had Zam, and we know Zam is good, with Treacherous Proton Rockets. I, Will, I'm going to have to ask you about those Proton Rockets in a minute. <laughs> Count mm -hmm, Dooku, mm -hmm. Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Codes, and one that goes off the page you guys can't quite see, Hull Upgrade, and then two Fred Trade Federation Drones. This reminds me a little bit of Team USA uh, Daniel's list just a bit with, with a couple of um, pieces of hot sauce thrown in. For, for spike damage what, what what can you tell me about this list will since you got to see it played yeah we've we've seen um i think we've seen like zam grievous and like three trade federation drones before um at least one occurrence of it um but andrew just drops that third drone don't care about it and uh to just get all of the upgrades he wants on that zam including that proton rocket and I will say, I questioned it at first as well. I was like, Proton Rocket Zam went first, uh, 5-0 out of day one. I was very confused, uh, as most people were. But what it does um, is it allows either late-game spike damage when Zam can chase you, or you want to joust? All right, I'll shoot five dice at you. I don't care. Um, so I believe Andrew used it in, we had him on stream actually a couple of times. And I think he used it almost all but one match. He was able to use that Proton Rocket. And a couple of the ones where uh, he was able to just kind of get like a pseudo joust with uh, on the other list, he used it first shot of the game. Mm. So mm -hmm. I definitely did get used. It was not a throwaway item all um, right and then uh the the trade federation drones people questioned it a lot during the weekend but uh it's important to have them um to trigger treacherous if you're out there using them a lot as blockers uh andrew did a lot to either either he kind of spread he never had them together never once did i i see used it network calculations once and 
uh, he, uh, the rebels that he faced off at one point in time, just, they just jousted at the top of the screen. Um, so the, he was using all the tricks in that one. But a lot of the times he was sending off the trade federations to either split up the enemy to like, uh, to draw a little bit of aggro. They're like, well, mm -hmm. we'll send one ship off to go fight the trade federation drone, which is a win, right? Like if you can pull yeah. a ship out from, uh, you know, trading with Zam to go trade with a 20 point ship. But the other thing uh, is that when these trade federations do get blocks, and that's really their primary, um, uh, what do I want to say, uh, advantage that they have in this squad, is that it actually sets up treacherous as well. So you, trade federations can block and then provide uh, some damage reduction for General Grievous and Sam because they both have treacherous there. So super unique um, list in my opinion. Uh, especially with that proton rockets and um, the the treacherous there, and uh, honestly, his Zam flying, you know, uh, obviously good, made it ten to zero. Um, <laughs> but what he did I think, right. he did all right. Him, all right, he did all right. Uh, but what I think put him over the edge in almost every matchup was his Grievous flying. Um, Grievous was always super impactful, um, taking taking shots. Um, and uh, doing a lot of damage. The Trade Federation drones really aren't your damage doers, right? Um, so it needs Grievous out there, uh, double modifying offense, getting behind ships, things like that. So, uh, and yeah, like I said, you know, 10-0. Uh, Andrew just had an amazing run all weekend. Awesome. All right, and then what do we got at second place? Marcel? Uh, some pr I can't pronounce that name. I know Ryan, uh, Star Star Starsky, Star Star Wow, disrespect! Um, the disrespect. <laughs> so we got our very own Ryan Staniszewski. Um, and he was flying the three, you know. Actually, you know, you were asking about ship list that we've seen or haven't seen this is a list that we have seen quite often it's three delta seven uh jedi knights and then shakti um with a bit of a a nuance to it because it's hyperspace and you don't have the auto blaster so it's shakti with patience and tractor beam i saw uh ryan play once i believe he had him on stream and he was extremely um defensive with Shakti. Shakti was basically always patience, always. So it was a 100% support ship. Um, but yeah, very um, you know, we, we know Ryan's good. Uh, he, and uh, <laughs> we, we know Ryan's good. I wonder how much it hurt him to fly Jedi instead of <laughs> a, 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 a drones. Uh, and then ultimately losing to drones. I know, <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, oh so, but, um, but now, no, great, great run. A quick note about this tournament, by the way, it was a hyperspace event. Just so if you're looking at like, but wait, it was a hyperspace event. Alrighty, uh, then in the we're gonna we're gonna reach to the top four spot here. Um, we had. Um, his name Wait, is not actually. Why is there only one four? Because the other, the other four. Uh, yeah, you had, you did I miss from one? Four to eight. I think you might have. 
I may have top score and then you skip to eight. Well, it should be it should be Mitch, I believe. Mitch, Mitch H. Yeah. Oh, I thought we I saw. had him. On, oh, I had him at eight for some reason. All right. Well, that right. Give the man some credit, Dion. Give, give me, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll go ahead and resort. I'm sorry, Mitch. No <laughs> okay. disrespect. I was doing it fast. All right. We're, we're, here we go. We're I want to say, let's check the challenge bracket, actually, before that, because we, I want to say that this is what we had on stream during the top four. So let's double check. Challenge. Wasn't it? I thought it was Josh Holt top four. Uh, Josh Holt was top four. Also, Steve Holt. Both the Holts were oh. in the top four. That, that's a joke because his his, uh, his name on tabletop, whatever, is Steve. Uh, D3. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now to confirm. Uh, no, it was Robbie. Robbie Goldhue was uh -huh. the other top four. Robbie, um, we, had Andrew, we had Andrew on three different times because of things going on. We oh. did have him for our final top four and top eight. Uh, so we got to see his whole run through um, the, uh, the, the top squads there. Where Robbie, 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 I disrespect. I didn't even give him a top cut position. I'm Oof. so sorry, Robbie. Wow, wow. the wow. disrespect. I, I'm gonna put a formal apology in. Sorry about that. My bad. Wow. I was just, you know, it was typing fast and I missed one. All right, so here we go. There in the go. fourth spot, we had Josh Holt uh, flying Zam and Django. Pretty standard builds here. Zam with Treacherous, Dooku, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder, Hole Upgrade. Django with Treacherous, Season Navigator, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Coats, and Hole Upgrade. Nothing that we haven't seen anymore. Let's keep it rolling. Other top four. Take it, Will. All right. This was Robbie Gold to you, and he was flying uh, Scum Fours, is what uh, the list ends up being here. So that's Bosk with Cutthroat, Zam, Gomet, Greedo, and False Transponder Codes. Pretty standard stuff there, party bus of uh, keeping locks, or getting locks and bonus attacks, keeping tokens, and getting free crits. All the things Bosk needs. Uh, we got Joy Rekoff um, with Cutthroat and Ion Torpedoes. So you can spend the Ion Torpedoes to reduce uh, the enemy's defense dice by one. Genesis Red with Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes. So you, when Genesis Red locks, you get uh, the focus and evade tokens from the ship that you lock. So super good there combination with the Proton Torpedoes. And then Lando Calrissian in the escape craft, able to primarily used as a coordinate machine. Um, the the cheapest I four coordinate you can get uh, in, I think the entire faction. So um, unfortunately, the list is at one ninety nine, so can't quite put uh, protector at Gleb on Lando uh, to be able to use his pilot ability uh, to reroll blanks for a stress and coordinate in the same round. But I uh, didn't want to give up uh, one of the cutthroats, which is very powerful in this type of list. Uh, Joy and Genesis Red really like those torpedoes and Boss being able to recover false transponder codes. If you think false transponder codes is cheap at two points, let me tell you about getting three 
or uh, getting uh, two false transponder codes for three points. So uh, super good list there. Got all the way to the top four, but um, really what uh, did him in was that um, uh, the Zam and Grievous list had a mm -hmm. bigger bid, which mm. then made it so Genesis Red only could lock uh, droids before they took, or like after they took tokens, and he, Genesis Red can't get uh, the calculate tokens from off the droids. Um, so I, I think that ultimately is what did him in, because Genesis Red just popped right away. Yep, there it is. All right, and that's that's kind of a variation on something we've seen. And now what I've what I've kind of done here, oops, sorry, is I'm I'm making bold everything that I've seen that is a variation or exactly of something we've seen. Now this a Andrew's list, I know like oh you know the two tread fader the two tread, my goodness, trade Great. federation drones. Uh, this is basically the Zam Grievous Brewer Cret list with instead of brewer yeah. in there we got the two drones and the procket so that's a variation on a theme these are like basically almost copy paste of things we've seen before as we get into uh not a bad thing i'm just showing that the meta trend for the in-person is showing some of the same things we were seeing in hyperspace mitchell uh or mitch uh is this hey i believe it's hurst but hurst, mitchell hurst yeah confirm or deny that Ca california mitch uh, I think so. Yeah, bringing uh, bringing the, the rebels, classic Hera, Ahsoka, Wedge, Garvin. This should sound real familiar. It has a lot of these same pieces that you're uh, you're familiar with. That is a wing wedge, by the way. Uh, very similar to. Um, to something that Team USA's Matt Carey was flying with the swap being instead of a Hawk, we got Garvin Dreyas out there with the Proton Torpedo. Uh, very interesting squad. You know, you got a lot of flexibility, a lot of movement, and you got that punch with those Proton Rockets being able to uh, to do some spike damage and get you in the lead. Then we get to Duncan Howard. What did Duncan Howard fly? I forget who's next. Is it you, Marcel? Yeah. Uh, so Duncan was flying um, another list that we know. Uh, Paylob with Gleb and Moldy Crow, uh, Bosk with Cutthroat, Zam, Gamut Key, Greedo, False Transponder Code, so it's your standard Bosk. Uh, and then um, he did go opt for Ultra Rock with Predator and Hull Upgrade versus the uh, uh, some of the other barriers. I mean, that's really where, where it starts veering off. You can go with another I-4, you can go with Fen Rao, um, but he opted for Ultra Rock, I'm guessing, just because um, mirror matches and trying to strip all the tokens away from the Bosque uh, um, is, is where, where he ended up. So again, it's it's a variation of, of lists that we have already seen and that we know that are, that are good. Um, all yeah. right. Then we get Joel Killingsworth here, uh, one of our next top eight competitors. Take it, Will. Uh, Joel brought um, Disciplined Barons. Uh, that's uh, two Tracers and four Proton Rockets. Uh, super strong list still. Uh, we saw, I want to say, I believe Joel played day two, but I believe we saw like 52 or 53 
V1s and Heat 1. Uh, so they are very popular. And all the all the naysayers saying it's like, oh, well, that's a tabletop simulated list only. No one would actually fly six V1s. Uh, you're wrong. They, they will. They will find a way. We we've been saying that since the beginning though. Like I I always whenever I see people say like ah people won't buy you know however many ships I go, oh man you, you don't you don't know you don't know <laughs> the the, right. the lengths that people will go to. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, there's Joe Joe Kinlingsworth bringing another uh, meta known Barons of the Empire. Super good. And then lastly in the top eight, we had Tyler Tippett with uh, a Nash Windrider list. We got three uh, Nash Windrider, three Black Squadron Scouts with Discipline, and two Barons of the Empire with discipline so uh you know nash windrider being able to keep things alive now i will say this nash windrider is something that people have been i haven't seen it perform as well as some of the other hyperspace pieces with discipline um now seeing nash nash windrider actually do well i think this is the only kind of new thing Discipline, not really new, but the uh, the this variation of Nash and this five ships, uh, it looks to me to be the only new thing out of the top eight. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, we've normally seen Nash just like packed in with a bunch of other interceptors mm-hmm. uh, or a bunch of other barons, and I don't think we've seen really that mixed squad. Uh, Tyler Tippett has been flying strikers for a long, long time. So not surprised to see him here take advantage of that disciplined Black Squadron Scout. Who knew Black Squadron Scouts would be a meta staple? That's right. The, 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 The rise and the fall and the rise again. So that, that is our top eight of the Lone Star Open. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that breakdown. Now this list of this list of lists that we made, uh, the combined version doesn't exist on List Fortress yet or anything, but we're going to make this available to, uh, to everybody. Uh, the, it will be linked in the description down below for both the podcast version and the YouTube version. And for people watching live, I literally will take it, copy, and paste it in the... Uh, um, in the chat for you guys so you can uh, you can use it and, and analyze to your heart's content there um, yeah so that's the Lone Star Open now let's go ahead and take another look at the future okay at the future we have coming up in a couple weeks the Jetta Galactic Championship Qualifier okay it's happening during the um, Denver Colorado time zone and in the united states it is an extended event and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what people bring there um you know it's it the the meta has been starting to shift and evolve i think it's been a a combination of stiff people experimenting with new stuff but there might be a combination of people just being tired of, of playing the same thing uh, so, you know, we can, uh, we can wait and see what happens there. Remember top 32, get an invite to the galactic championship, the battle for Alderaan, which we know guaranteed will have new ships in it because, uh, we, we know these are coming out in September and the battle for Alderaan is happening in November. Hey, maybe we'll even have more ships out. 
Maybe we'll have a points update by then. Who knows? The sky's the limit. And uh, for those who are wondering, we did have somebody send in an email. I did see it. I'm sorry I haven't responded yet. But somebody asked, if the points change on fr the Friday before, would you allow us to play with new points? And the answer is yes. Why? Because it's fun. That's why. <laughs> well, that, that puts a lot of pressure on Yasby. It does. It does. It does. Our go-to squad builder. This is true. But, I mean, they usually they haven't actually dropped them usually on Friday. They've been dropping on like Tuesday. So we got like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We got, right. we got a couple of days think, to make it happen. I think they figured out that, you know, hey, you know what? Tournaments are normally held on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, I will have to play it by ear, but hopefully we'll be actually be able to do it uh, right away because people like to play with new stuff, new points. Like, that is, that's, that is always the most exciting time when there is many unknowns, all right? And, uh, yeah, so that should, be, that should be a ton of fun. Before we head out today, guys, you guys have, I mean, Will, you spent uh, the weekend in Texas. Anybody you want to shout out? Any, like, stories you want to bring up? What, what do you got for me, my man? Um... I had already shouted out uh, Tim Hilton and uh, Brent Wong. Uh, super helpful uh, for me all weekend. Uh, shout out to Baffle, who was able to join me um, for Heat 2. Unfortunately, couldn't make the, the finals uh, there, but I uh, really appreciated him coming in and helping out. Um, if, uh, when we... Well, I was gonna say when we, when we have them available, uh, but that's just for the YouTube. If you got if you're a subscriber, go check it out now. If you missed it, on the videos on demand. But uh, I had Paul Heaver help me out with commentary for the top four, so shout out to him. And then got Duncan Howard on, uh, who uh, was uh, what I want to say, uh, very professional. So um, helping me out on the finals. So shout out to him as well. Um, but. Uh, thoughts on the event, man. It was just great to see everybody come in and um, I would say uh, show the strength of the community aspect of the game. Uh, there was uh, everyone was very nice, helpful, and friendly. There was some tea, a lot of teasing going around, but it was mostly in jest that, um, uh, yeah, just about like, haha, like just all the things the next swing. Um, we never, we never talked about it, by the way. Um, so if we, if you want to do a talk, uh, some the white or the elephant in the room, we could talk about it now. But um, beyond that, the you know the convention had a bunch of other tabletop gamers. Everybody's super nice and helpful. Uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, Secret Hitler and these other kind of social games. And so just everyone having a great time. I thought it was a huge success um, uh, overall. And uh, I've heard Frontline Gaming, the people who put on this convention, are looking to do more live events. So stay tuned, uh, frontlinegaming.org, um, to see what they got coming up next. Uh, it would be awesome to... Uh, join in with them again. I thought they ran a great event. They had the mats as well that uh, they were promoting, uh, that we they gave away the, the Prince of by Wade Pichet. Uh, those are extremely popular. So overall, I, I give it a, a solid A for an event. 
Yeah, and shout out uh, Wade Pache. He actually he had an opportunity to play test the game that he's designing, Aerodome, and mm-hmm. uh, we've already talked to talked to him. And once once he's ready to go and put it on a public platform, uh, right. pretty big. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help help our boy out and uh, and, mm-hmm. and play play. Some, I mean, we like games. Let's play some games. So we're gonna check out Aerodome here in the next uh, whenever he's ready for that. It should be fun. Uh, Matt going f- to GSP giveaway soon. Oh, don't tell them the secret, Isofane. Yeah, uh, de- <laughs> Isofane sent me. Uh, he ordered a map for me mm-hmm. to uh, to add to the prize vault. When will it come out of the prize vault? I don't know. That's for uh, that's for me to decide. That's the fun. That's one of the many fun things for for being uh, Senor GSP. But uh, Marcel, you got any anything? On your mind, you want to bring up before 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 we take we're we're gonna do a five minute only five minute segment on fortressing and then we're cutting off the podcast. Okay, anything before that? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Um, just that uh, you know we're 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 after after the show after we sign off we're gonna talk real quick. Uh, so we'll figure out when we're gonna get. Ali on here to get hot sauce because I know a lot of people are just um, waiting to see that happen. He put his he put his uh, backside where his mouth is, and his backside is gonna suffer for it. <laughs> Usually, you put your money where your mouth is, but he didn't. He put his his health where his mouth is. Uh, that's 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 a lot better visual. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Okay, that's, that's great. Any way you want. He's, he's a flexible guy. Uh, so, um, but yeah. So we'll talk about. We'll we'll see about getting him in here probably in the next week or two, and what that format will be like. Uh, and and we'll see his contortionism uh, if that's if that's the way we go. Fantastic, fantastic. Well. Let's go ahead. We'll take our five minutes to talk about fortressing. Let's talk about what is fortressing, okay? So the game rules say, okay, and actually, you know what? Let, I'm going to bring it up so that we can read it, okay? We're, we're, we ain't even going to play these games. We don't want to play these games, all right? Let, let's not get anything twisted so that we know exactly the exact wording on it i believe is it is under the um the tournament regulations right guys is that correct Correct. yes all right let's bring it up here tournament resources tournament regulations okay fortressing all right here we go here we go let's go to the big let's go to the big one okay fortressing okay so let's read about fortressing here okay players are expected to behave in a mature and considerate manner and to play within the rules and not abuse them this prohibits intentional stalling a game Uh, intentionally stalling a game for time such as slow play or by fortressing described on page five all right well let's head down to page five what is fortressing all righty the criteria in the game state for fortressing 
are as follows. Due to the maneuvers that a player has selected, all, and this is the important word, all of that player's ships have overlapped one another in such a manner that none of them have changed position on the board for two or more consecutive turns. And the second bullet point is that player could have selected maneuvers that did not result in the same game state. That, that second one's important because sometimes if you don't have any options, that might happen. But again, this is all those fortresses that people are talking about can be broken out of. So why did I emphasize those words? Well, we got to understand what is the legal definition of fortressing? And what is your emotional, what I'm going to call your emotional definition of fortressing, okay? If a person has one chip in the corner doing hard ones, that is not fortressing if all the ships are moving, okay? Or sorry, if, if at least one ship is moving. Um, now, do I think it's a fun way to play? No, not at all. But I think it's important that we, we have the the rules definition on what it is. Yeah. And now there's a whole, there's like several paragraphs here talking about like what a marshal can do. Um, if you see it, um, but that's, I, I, I wanted to hit like what fortressing actually is and just kind of, kind of leave it at that. If you guys want to throw something in there, um, go for it. Yeah. The, the thing that I want to add is um, that, the the tournaments document this document here um allows you know in those paragraphs but also in that initial one that you that that you read the very first one where it says skip down to paragraph five or topic five whatever is that it allows flex it, it allows flexibility for marshals and tos to make subjective decisions and make those declarations for for the tournament uh because it says when in in that initial one the one that says you know see paragraph five or see number five page five whatever for 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 the definition of fortressing the the sentence that preceded that was if a player is intentionally stalling or you know basically doing things that are subjective by nature which means that the to and the marshal will have to make it uh, a subjective uh, ruling based on I believe that you are stalling. I believe that you are not trying to engage. Um, so that fortressing was just added as a for example, fortressing would be one thing. So even if you won't, don't, if, even if you can't technically call parking yourself in a corner and then doing hard ones in a donut, even if that is not by definition fortressing by the rules as written, this document basically allows for that judge to say, no, you are not allowed to do that because you are purposely stalling and you are not advancing the game state. Um, that paragraph allows it. Again, fortressing is just an example of a way to do that. Another way to do that is taking long on your dials, taking long on your actions, um, going to the red restroom mid-game. Like, There's a bunch of different ways to you know get um get penalty points and, and and basically get a talking to by the judge so that's that's where i felt um 
is, you know, people are stuck on, well, you're technically allowed to do that because it's not fortressing. Well, true, even if it's not fortressing, there are, there are paragraphs in this, in this document that say, well, it, if it's determined to be a stalling tactic, that is, that is just exactly not as allowed as fortressing. But, but what, if, what if I put down my dials immediately? I just, I just set like, – I, I use zero, zero seconds, you know, minuscule seconds of planning phase to do yeah, it. Yeah, but that, that still doesn't change the fact that you are purposely stalling the game by not, by not moving and not engaging. You're, uh, again, that's subjective, and that's why it's put under, and, right. and that's why I have no problem with Brent, Brent with with his ruling because I said the way I, the way I feel about it mm-hmm. is that it is the TO or Marshall's discretion of how they interpret that subjective right. flexibility that the document allows. If the TO says, you know what, we're going to allow it, then allow it, but. It's not a blanket statement. If if any other judge, whether D. Philip Filippo or any of the other judges running any of the other events, say, you know what, that's not going to fly in my house. If you're doing that, I'm going to declare that stalling, and I'm either going to penalize you or disqualify you. That is still also okay, and actually, I would prefer that because it's more fun. But it doesn't make one wrong. It doesn't make one right and one wrong. It's just. Uh, it's, it's flexibility that TOs and marshals are given uh, to go outside of the rules as written and the definitions because this document has uh, subjective things that, that have to in, be interpreted and applied by, by a human. It's not, right. it's, it's not right. black and, and white. It's not taking action. You know, it, it's not something like that. Exactly, and I hope you know I was just poking to 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 further to further the point there. Now here here is why I think we ha- we're having so many people butting heads is that because it is subjective, and I think what most people want is most people want a black and white answer, and I don't know what it, what that would be because everybody would give you a different solution for what that would be. But right now, what we have to live with is the fact that it is a subjective call. All right. We know the definition of it, but w- from what Marcel was saying, it comes down to the TO's discretion, the judge's discretion, the marshal, the person at the top to determine whether or not it is legal or not. So essentially, if it is a strategy you plan on using, talk to the TO or, or judge to basically know where's the line because you're going you're gonna to want to know if you're, if you're planning on doing it you need to know where the line is and I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to fortress but I'm telling you to do it within the bounds in which you are given alright so that's, this, this debate is, is an endless circle because the, the, the problem is that it is subjective and nobody's right until the overlords of the game say all right if you do this the game is over and you lose automatically right like there or there's consequences like damage or you start losing ships or who who knows what it would be like it fixing fortressing has a is a thread that if you pull it you could deconstruct the game very quickly Right. It's it is because it involves the the way maneuvers work and tactical bumps. You got to think about how often you actually like in the middle of a game decide to bump a ship on purpose to keep it farther back or, or something like that. What if you bump on accident? Right. Like 
if you start doing penalties for just bumping, does that affect always or like you? It gets a little crazy. So right now, my suggestion is it's something that we might have to live with. Talk to your TO so that you know how things are going to happen at your house, wherever you're playing. But most importantly, just stay chill. There's more. There's, there, let's have let's have fun where we can. All right, go blow up ships. And if if fortressing is a problem in your area, we we can talk maybe in the next coming weeks on how to build some some bunker busters. All right, and take those fortresses apart. All righty. So, um, I think I think yeah. Actually, Will, go one, ahead. This, this is here. this is you. Okay. Watermelon. Oh, what? No, I gotta throw the touchdown pass to Will. Okay. No, go ahead, Marcel. I, mean, I, I just have one more Will, Will, I want Will to wrap it up. Okay. All right. Oh, you're going to wrap it up? I just had one question, and this is actually just for – hold that pass. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to sack you. Passes in the air. Um, the, <laughs> just for clarity for the people that are participating in um, any of your events, how, how is that ruled? Again, if we're saying it's the TL's discretion, how is it ruled? Well, so it's – the marshal's discretion and i am not the marshal i am the tournament organizer in brent's case he was the to and the marshal which in my opinion those two people should never be the same ever unless you have to okay and brent just put it on his shoulders which is the, the one of the other issues that's happening in this is people are are, are are talking garbage and they don't realize like without him the event doesn't happen but anywho um that's a D question, not a me question. So I'm going to defer to D. I, I get to wash my yeah, hands of that because I am I'm, the tournament organizer. I'm sure we will have lengthy discussions with the players in D before every tournament. We always do the player meeting. I yep. always take player questions. And I'm sure D uh, will describe it in detail to those players. All right, here we go. Hut, hut, hut. Through. All, right. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, the first thing I'll talk about is um, uh, what I experienced in the event. And on stream, we did have uh, one player who did, uh, I would say, take advantage of the ability to self-block. And um, it, I wouldn't say it didn't help him, but it, it quickly... Uh, dissolved if that makes sense eventually he broke it up he didn't like i think um well let me let me just move on with my examples first and i'll go into my thoughts uh so he did see it on stream a little bit so you can catch that it was like round two or three of day two um that we saw it um and like i said it, it didn't last very long maybe three or four rounds at most uh the second thing is that the uh judges and Brent, the TO, the Marshal, excuse me, um, were very aware of what list could self-bump and cause these kind of fortresses um, in the beginning of the game. And they were uh, observant of these players, made mental notes um, as well about what players were uh, pushing that line further and further. I do not believe there was a um, player penalized for doing it. Maybe a, a push or a nod from a judge, 
but or maybe a clarification of their legal definition of fortressing to make sure that they are within those legal bounds. But there was no like disqualifications or anything that I was aware of. Now, moving on from that, I want to talk about the reason people are fortressing. And I and I want to describe to me there's two kinds of fortressing. Marcel touched on this for a bit. But the first kind of fortressing is the self-block in a corner. And the reason it does that is because boss can't K-turn and he's got a big O arc, right? And he normally only gets one good pass um, before he's got to do some funny maneuvers to get behind ships. So boss was the self-bumping fortress problem. Um, <laughs> there you go. You can, you can see it there. Um, uh, Dion's pulling it up for those viewing at home that he, uh, he's got ships in, an, in a certain way uh, that they um, allow just one ship to move around. So check that out uh, while I'm describing. Um, the, uh, the reason players are doing this is because of boss' limited maneuver ability to make sure that he gets a good engagement especially a good first engagement against other lists, okay? Now, the, uh, what, do, what do I want to talk about? That the reason Bosk has to do this is because in matchups, uh, that essentially the opponent won't just come to Bosk. I'm talking about double fire sprays, who are fast enough and maneuverable enough to choose the own their own engagement. Uh, another one is Triple Adas, who have no reason to go to Bosk, right? They're avoiding him with a literal 10-foot pole. So um, in those matchups, Bosk has to do whatever he needs to to get a an engagement that's favorable to him. And unfortunately, in those matchups, the only way to do that is to self bump. Now, that brings me to, so that's why uh, this even started. But I wanna flip it to the other side. And personally, I don't have a problem with that. Like that's a ship who's got limited maneuverability and is making a tactical choice to not move, whatever. I think that there is a first problem that uh, the self-blocking fortressing is stemming from, and it's essentially ships um, who are fast enough and maneuverable enough to choose their own engagement or essentially not engage is essentially what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, and like I said, the, the big ones that I can name off are just the Tripolita and Django Zam, just because mm -hmm. they're they're easy to pick on, essentially. Right. Uh, I mean, there's a plenty of other lists who could, in theory, do it, uh, but those are the easier ones to pick on just because their small number count, like their board presence is so much smaller uh, that it's easier to just avoid any engagement. And uh, those ships actually can fortress by simply not engaging. Oh, you want to come over here? Well, I'm going to five forward boost, and I'll be over there. Uh, and now you have to go over there? but I'm not gonna be there, I'm gonna keep going. And I'm going to spin you in circles until you overcommit or make a mistake and I'll send in um, whoever I can to 
engage them. And we see that, I mean, that's standard ace play, right? I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. talking anything new and uh, inventive with that. That's pretty standard ace play. But when the player is doing, uh, the player fighting against those fast ships is smart enough to not make bad decisions and force the aces to keep running, then they're essentially stalling the game because they're not engaging. And um, this fortress scene is just the extreme level of regular tactics all of these archetypes already do. Eight, or, uh, not Aedas, but Aces already try not to engage and pick their engagements and they'll run. I mean, we've seen Doug Howe, uh just not engage with Major Von Reg, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, yep. just no, nope, nope, I'm not gonna, no way. <laughs> you got two ships, I'm only a single ship, no. But eventually he finds a way to get Kylo to engage, right? Eventually he finds the engagement. And uh, uh, that's, like I said, it, what people are complaining about are, is essentially the most extreme uh, accounts of these events occurring and while um, they are valid strategies. So um, I'll, I'll finish it up with essentially the, the boss sitting in a corner. Aaron's like, oh, well, we'll just joust it with a bunch of strikers. So I'll bring proton torpedoes and we'll just roll up in there. They are not jousting in, or they're not sitting in the corner because they're waiting for other jousting squads. They're sitting in the corner waiting for ships who are more maneuverable and can choose the engagement um, to come to them is essentially what it comes down to. So I, I can't fully blame the Bosque sitting ships. Uh, I would have to, what do I want to say? Put uh, more effort into um, every list archetype to, to for players to understand that um what good and bad engagements are and right. um, the uh marcel what you said was shooting ships and let's roll in some dice uh is fun unfortunately the in x-wing sometimes the fun strategy is not the winning strategy Awesome. Well, before we head out, I'm going to say I'm going to give a shout out to my my cousin Christian in the chat um, <laughs> who who is uh, who's trying to trying to get me off my game and I appreciate I appreciate the the attempt Christian, but I am a professional. All right? I am a professional. And uh, yeah, and if you wanted to marry me, I'm sorry, there is a long line in front of you. All right? <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for watching tonight. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday. We're going to have a Wednesday night stream. What are we going to do, Dion? I haven't even decided yet, but I want to play some X-Wing. I want to play some X-Wing. Uh, I want to play with the boys and uh, and see. I, I, we'll figure out what exactly we want to do, but we're going to get some some entertaining, entertaining games. Um, 
and just this, let's just have a good time, chill. We have coming on the, uh, the we have upcoming in the next few weeks the culmination of the XTC. We have the Jetta, the Galactic Championship qualifiers. We got all kinds of stuff. And remember, tomorrow the premiere of Gold Squadron Paint Wars Episode One. You can go ahead, set your reminder right now. You can go to the page. I put the link in the chat uh, so that you can check it out. If you're subscribed on our YouTube channel, super easy to find. Just go over uh, to the channel, hit that button. We'll be live in the chat, and I will tell you, tomorrow's my anniversary, okay? And all I asked for for my anniversary was the about 25 minutes to sit there and watch this with you guys. So make sure you guys are in the chat with me. Uh, and then after that, I'm going into a movie. So we're going to talk about Paint Wars. And then I'm going to go see a movie with my wife. All right. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed today's show. And we will talk to you later. For everybody here at Gold Squadron, be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron out.